The Trader Cobb Crypto Show, talking business in blockchain. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Trader Cobb Crypto Show. I have got with me today a man who is very interesting. Not only is this guy handsome, good looking, and rugged. But he's also the CEO of Swiss Borg. It's Cyrus Faisal. Thank you so much for your time tonight. Thank you very much for, for making it really, really cool. We appreciate it. Ladies, he is taken. I do apologize. He's a nice fellow, however. Now, look, I want to just cut straight to the chase. Let's just jump straight into it. I want, I want to know a bit about your background, okay? So yep. I know where you're at. And I know what you've done. And we're going to cover both of those things. But what I'm really fascinated by is what brought you to where you are right now. Yeah, I think so. That's a good thing. Uh, it's a very good question. Thanks for asking it. Um, you know, originally, I'm Iranian-Swiss. Um, and um, essentially, my family, after the revolution in Iran, lost everything because, you know, they all had uh, all their wealth into centralized system, right? And from my end, what I always did is that I started working in wealth management. I thought always the markets was very interesting, then worked in hedge funds. And I was making wealthy people wealthier, wealthy institutions wealthier. And always trying to create you know, the best optimized portfolios. And I get to a point where I said, okay, uh, why should I do that only for the few and the elites? And maybe let's try to do that for everyone. So I um, wanted to create a robo-advisor. I was like in the mid 2000. 13 or so and you know i was like okay this is great i'm gonna create new portfolios for everyone who has a bank account uh, in, in europe then i realized it's too complicated and then i was introduced to crypto and uh, i quickly understood that crypto is not only an investment class that was as well a technology and within the technology of ethereum you could actually create uh, essentially uh, you know a fund for everyone like every smart contract could be a wallet and every wallet could have different underlyings in it and so everyone could have the ownership. So I was like, okay, great. This is fulfilling a mission of helping everyone. And at the same time is that if there's another revolution in the world, well, me personally, I could just, you know, run off with my own wallet and no one could, you know, steal my data. So uh, I think so that was the two things that brought me to say, okay, let's try to do something, creating a new ecosystem of wealth management, but accessible to everyone. And that's what put me on into crypto. I think so. And when did you get involved? Like, I mean, you obviously got a very uh, wonderful career in past. Um, you know, what what was it or when when was it, I should say, that you decided that this was the bee's knees? So I didn't get into crypto like most people, like got in 2009 or 10 or 11. I was not that ugly, uh, lucky guy. I heard about it like yourself, but I mean, I didn't really consider it. There's not much volume. You know, I was really trading more for institutional, uh, so I was like, okay, that's cool, but it's, it's just maybe not my thing for right now. So the day that my dad, I was uh, hoping to off, you know, give him a present. He's based in Iran. And um, it was really hard, obviously, to ship. Like, you don't like DHL a present to there, right? Uh, you don't like buy something online. So the thing is, like, I asked my cousin, he's like, well, you know, you could buy him a bottle of whiskey. I'm like, really? In Iran? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the alcohol dealer. Uh, that accepts bitcoins, and I was like, "Oh, really cool!" So I bought some bitcoins, uh, and then I sent the bitcoins to the alcohol dealer, and he bought a bottle. Uh, he offered a bottle of whiskey to my dad, and then I was like, "Okay, this is cool." And and really, I think so. The the main jump in is in you know late 2016, 
when my co-founder and myself, I really understand what was behind Ethereum. That was for me the, the, the changing point where, okay, it's not just a great way to essentially, you know, do payments or store value through Bitcoin, yeah. but it's actually a way to build a technology behind it and have a smart contract that is, uh, yeah, slightly smarter. Well, look, you've obviously you, you understand technology. And I, I, I mean, all, all viewers and listeners to this show know that I'm not that guy. Uh, I don't claim to be uh, a Bitcoin or you know crypto or blockchain technologist, not at all. I'm a guy that trades markets. I read charts and I understand business and I invest in businesses that I think uh, I understand. And it's, I'd probably be seen as sort of a Warren Buffett type investor in our modern market. If I can see the way to revenue, then yeah, you'll get my investment as long as I think the idea is sound. So what was it that brought you into this space? I mean, you've, you've built businesses. I mean, the business you're building right now in Swissborg, what was it that made you really take that step to go, you know what, I get this and I'm going to make some moves here? Yeah, you know, really, as I was saying, I was like, we're creating this robo advisor, and you're like, okay, now how can we offer this to the great public? Well, you have to, essentially, you have to work with a bank, right? And with a bank, you then you have to create your portfolio and software, and with that, then you could create these customized portfolios. But you're still always relying on this old archaic infrastructure, which is with anything happens in any fintech, right? You even through PayPal, it looks cool in the front end, but the back end is it. You know, it's quite complicated. There's so yeah. many intermediaries. Where, whereas in crypto, you're like, well, the only intermediary you have, is, it's, it's actually a wallet and exchange. So, uh, you know, for us, it was very easily the jump was like, okay, let's do that. It, essentially, we, th- we thought in 2016 that all assets going to go on, on, on the blockchain. You know, there was already bit shares that did gold and, 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 you know, other different commodities. So we said, okay, this is going to be great. We'll just have one smart contract per client. I mean, sorry to say, but who cares about the banks and, and let's do it by our own self, right? Let's just, let's, let's just go for any country in the world and uh, let's do it. So we did that and we said, okay, now we need funding though to build all the tech. You can't only be three people and in, in, not in a garage because we don't have garage in Switzerland, but in our <laughs> living rooms. <laughs> hey, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think so, you know, that was late 2016, early 2017, where we're, we like talk to so many VCs and it's always the same thing. They're like, okay, if you want to go for your seed and family thing, it's fine, but you need more clients and traction and more technology. And then we start to look into ICOs and that was like the turning point. We said, okay, if we're going through there, that's going to be a one way we're going to build something for the community uh for the community by the community and we're really going to try to 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 change everything uh from that perspective and that's what we did look i'm gonna go i'm gonna go way off the script here <clears throat> i'm gonna just flip this mad dog when it comes to icos obviously we saw the boom all right yeah. and you were there 2017 i think that's when you did yours back in 2017 right yeah so you raised money you did well. Right. Now, 2018 began. January, February still had a bit of that ICO boom fever. And look, I, I genuinely believe that in our time, you know, we were 35-year-old men. Yeah. Um, we've been in business. We've, we've been around long enough. That was crazy, mate. 
That was <laughs> totally goddamn crazy. Now we're all we're old enough to have researched the dot com boom, but we're yeah. probably not old enough to have been a part of it. And I, I'll admit that I wasn't, but I've researched the shit out of that thing, right? And, and what we saw during that ICO boom was akin to dot com times ten. It was absolute madness, raising capital. You basically come out of university or you're in university or you're a school kid. You've got to do a presentation, which is your website. You've got to do a video, which is the pitch. You've got to do a white paper, which is the English section. And you've got to do the math, which is the tokenomics. <laughs> and there were so many errors and issues throughout all of that, yet you could still raise 10 to $30 million. Nice. Now, of course, we've seen rubber hit the road through 2018. We have seen the fact that treasury management, even though certain companies had a, uh, you know, uh, CFO in inverted commas for those that aren't watching. Um, but we've, we've, we've learned that just because you have an idea, doesn't mean you've got something that can hit the ground running during that period of time, which you raised yep. within, what have been the biggest lessons that your company and yourself and you think that the greater community has learnt throughout that period of time because it was absolute goddamn bedlam? Yeah, it was. I mean, it was a wild ride. It was really, you know, you said it exactly right. You know, that you had the four things that was what you just, you, the four pillars to make uh, that secret sauce and hopefully reach your hard cap. Though there's one thing that people don't realize is that only 50% of, no, sorry, only 65%, no, no it's only 35% of ICOs raise more than 100,000K. So we obviously, there's a big survivorship base, so we don't realize that there's not so many ICOs that did were successful, but there's a lot of, <laughs> for sure, ICOs that raise a shit, a lot of money. And uh, they had just like, uh, yeah, like a lousy uh, offer. Um, I think so from our perspective, the, the number one, uh, uh, let's say, most important factor, we finished on January 7th, okay? So that was when market Boom. was probably like, yeah, it was at 848 billion, I think so, something like that. Yeah. We were at the top, peak, right? Peak, right? Right the day after, you know, uh, shit hit the fan, like like we say, and um, and the most important was treasury management. If we even if we reached our hard cap, you know, we were at fifty million uh, hard cap, but we raised when Ripple's at three seventy five. We raised when Bitcoin was at seventeen thousand or more. We raised when Ether was at thirteen hundred. We raised when you know uh, Litecoin. I don't know how much Litecoin was back then, but you know that that's what we raised mainly. We did raise fiat, but a very small amount, and. I'm not saying that when you reach you reach your ICO, you should you should convert everything into fiat because that's un, in some ways some it's it's quite unfair. But the idea is that you still have to do active treasury management. And the lucky side from from our perspective is that you know we didn't live the 2001. I mean we knew what happened, but we didn't trade the markets back then because I'm the same age as yourself. But we knew that in every bubble, there's a certain time. I, I didn't picture it was going to be there. We thought that we still had some room to improvement. Uh, but um, but uh, essentially, we've been hedging the markets that we paid very expensively, these hedges. But it still was much, much more than worth it. 
And today we're still at a comfortable position where today we, you know, we still have three years of bur- at, at this constant burn rates, which is fine. So, yeah. you know, we're, we're fair more than enough. We still have roughly like 17 million and a half with yesterday's great boom, uh, going to 5,000, you know, maybe we have a little bit more than 17 and a half. I don't know. Um, so, you know, we're, we are comfortable, but there's a lot of ICOs that unfortunately today, I, and I know personally, some of them that raise 20, 30 million, they're just, they have nothing left. They, they literally like look left the market and went bankrupt. You said the word unfortunate. There's no, it's not unfortunate, mate. Right. It's not unfortunate. I'm sick of hearing that. I'm, I'm not shooting you down. I'm sick right. of hearing companies say, oh, it's unfortunate the price of ETH went from 1400 when we got you ETH now to whatever it's at. That's not unfortunate. That's life. That's just yeah. the way business goes. And I've talked to this topic, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to get – Pretty f- fired up right now, right? So you just back and relax, brother. You're going to be with me. I, I get fired up, man, because I, I've never asked for. I mean, I, I've I've run a fund. I've run a hedge fund at 23 years old. Even mm-hmm. at 23 years old, with my limited business experience, I still do the right thing by investors. I still do the right thing by investors. Now, I've not asked for a dime since, mm. and I will invest. I, I will ask for investment again in, in future companies. I've got no problem with helping others to make money, which helps my business to scale. But one of the things that really frustrated the shit out of me was the fact that people kept turning back to, oh, well, they're young or they didn't know. Or Look, listen, you got a goddamn company with a billion dollars on paper or, or $500 million or $100 million or $10 million and you raised $100, 30 $40, 50000000 million. If you put a CFO in, if you claim to have a CFO and that CFO does not understand how to hedge, manage treasury and continue to make sure the longevity of the business is there, I, I don't give two shits about what you have to say about anything because the bottom line is this. Let's say I got to let, – let's say I ICO my business, yeah, and I say, right, okay, we need $5 million, and I get my $5 million. Now, the first thing I'm going to do as an intelligent human being and trader and business person is I'm going to go, right, okay, out of that $5 million, in the current market conditions, how much do we need to sell back to Fiat to give us yep. our runway to revenue? Yeah, exactly, yeah. So let's say it's three years. Let's say I need three years, I've got to sell $3.85 million to get to revenue. Okay, cool. Now I know I've got the runway. I now know exactly. that I've got enough money to get this business idea because all ICOs were just ideas. That's all they yeah. were. I've of got course. the revenue to hire, to manage the structure, to build, to do everything for the next three and a half years to get to revenue. And I've also got six months on top of that should the deadline be knocked back because I'm smart regardless of what the goddamn yeah. market does. And it, pisses me off to no end that so many companies did not do this. And let me just take a a step back on this. Young people that had no business acumen, no business experience, no business knowledge, uh, it's not on them. They were the ones that went out and offered these opportunities. It was on the misinformed, uneducated investors caught up 
in a hype cycle. And I feel for them. But the bottom line has to be, it has to be, you've got to take responsibility for your actions. You've got to take responsibility for your education. And you can't follow anybody on a whim. You need to learn about this goddamn space. We're here for a long time. We're going to change the world, but don't be stupid. Yeah, I mean, what comes fast, you know, goes fast. And, and unfortunately, if you don't put the hard work, <laughs> it just will evaporate. So I think so that's what the hard thing is. is where I feel is just a little bit more unfortunate is that a lot of these people were, you know, in the crypto philosophy, you have a lot of dreamers. And in technology, a lot of dreamers. Uh, in business, there's, there's, some, there's few dreamers. But then there's a lot of people that, as you said, you know, they, they forecast treasury, they forecast how to create products and, and, and that's the new wave. And, and the good thing is that, well, now you have a lot of people that are product driven and treasury driven. And back then it was only fantasy driven. Yeah. Uh, most of the people, and they had some technology driven as well, but they didn't have, pro- neither they had products that were related to their, their, you know, their milestones and doing real things. Other, there was real treasury management. And now today, <laughs> well, those guys know that they learned the hard way that day. If you don't, if you don't foresee uh, any uh, major black swan, well, eventually he will snap you in the finger. Black swans exist for a goddamn reason. Every yeah. business needs to focus on risk management and longevity. And it's been a big wake-up call, man. Like it's, it, <laughs> it has. And you know, to the people that are listening and viewing this right now, that are thinking, oh, "You asshole! You, you're telling me what I've done wrong." Listen, learn. Because I'll tell you right now, when I first started trading, I blew out three accounts. I had 9,000 pounds when I was 21 years old from businesses that I had in Australia. And I blew all of that by $3,000. And let me tell you, I'm 35 years old. It was $3 to the pounds. That was a lot of money. I made all that money in two weeks in the business that I ran, right? I got out, I ran to London. I had a good time. Don't compare yourself to others. Step up to the plate. Learn from your mistakes because I'll tell you what, if you're in this industry right now, whether you've lost it all or whether you've made a fortune, you're in the right place at the right time. Do not let this lesson pass you by. So whilst we're on that, I want to know more about what Swissborg is actually doing. Talk to us. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, So, you know, already our mission is really to democratize wealth management. We believe that we're all wealthy. Uh, you know, uh, wealthy means that you have data and eventually that data will, you know, be tokenized. And, and, and taking consideration, um, you know, what we'll be doing, we've had referendums. So it's something that we think is very important to have within our community. So each time people vote for different actions, uh, we then reward them. So we pay them each time. Uh, we have an ICO platform, but that we put a little bit on the side because there's not so many ICOs. And one of our last referendum, people wanted to know what will be, you know, our investment platform, where we, we create on a mobile app or will we create on, you know, desktop. And people voted for wealth for, for the mobile app. So the great thing is that we created uh, our community app. So it's mobile based, available on Android and iOS. And it's exactly what we're talking about is uh, how to create wealth and more importantly how do you preserve it and um, you know essentially it's it's a very easy you know betting game where you you on a daily basis you, you go into your app you want to see the you know what is the bitcoin doing today you, and then you have to 
forecast it. You have to predict if it's going up or down. And you have a lot of different tools, like as you love, like technical analysis or different and indicators. Time frames, right? And timeframes, yeah, that enables you to essentially to go up or down and to build this confidence. And we really want to educate our community to, to take that thing is that it doesn't take so much time, right? Everyone spends hours just to look at what is the best new TV, but doesn't spend five minutes to look at, you know, what is their portfolio doing? And we just want people, we don't want to like create a like really, you know, difficult choices for some people. We just want to say, okay, look on a daily basis, what your account is doing. Should I sell? Should I, should I buy more? Should I add more risk to it? Should I deleverage the risk to it? And, and we want to make that in the easiest way possible. Like that, when you create these habits on the community app, tomorrow when we're actually, well, actually launching our wealth app with real, indis, with real index crypto indices and inside of it, then people could know if it's a good thing to buy, to, to deleverage, to leverage a little bit more their, their, their portfolios. And, and it's just... You need these manners, I think, so to build to build uh, your, your portfolios. Yeah. Well, look. While, while I can, well, I, I can talk to this. Um, I've been working with a platform recently <clears throat> with, with mm-hmm. our brand. I'm, I won't say who it is. It's your interview, but I, I can tell you right now, it's really fun. All right. So, yeah. it's t- type of binary options trading. It's either above right. or below, given a certain time or date, and for the, which means there's no requirement of a stop loss. In many cases, yeah. you're, either, you're either right or you're wrong and you put the money forward. So in a certain way, it's like what uh, – I lived in London for six years and it's what spread right. betting is. But with spread betting, you had to have a stop loss based on your trade. With something like this in a binary options type scenario and as you bring the phone app out, you can literally sit there, look at the charts and go, in the next 10 seconds, it'll be above or below. In the next 10 Great. minutes, 15, an hour, two hours, four hours a day, it'll be above or below. And they give you the algorithm based on what you will earn, whether you are right or wrong. But it's all okay. risk managed. And I'll tell you today, right now, like, it ain't my style of trading. It just isn't. I, I, I'm, I'm not a I've, binary options have been around for a long time. And I've worked with binary options company in creating content for them. Right. It's just never really fit the way that I try. I'm pretty old school, man. Like I, I focus on, I want certain outcomes and I'm, I'm happy to stick with that. I started playing with this binary today and I had four out of four because okay. I overlay my experience with what the chart's doing. And I was, I was doing it to learn the platform. Right. We've got a, right, right. We've got a, we've got a business relationship. I was doing it to learn the platform and I shit you not. I had one losing trade at the beginning because I didn't know what I was doing. And then the next, when I worked it out, I'm like, bang, I had four winning trades. Now, if you're someone who doesn't have a lot of time, but you love to have a little bit go on the market, forget the horses, forget right. pokey machines, forget gambling, come to the markets, equate some solid knowledge and technical analysis ability, which all you listeners and viewers, Right. You're bloody well picking it up from me and apply it to a platform like that. I'll tell you right now, it's a pretty powerful tool. It's a pretty yeah. powerful tool. Yeah, I mean technical analysis, I mean I mean this we have it right here in that in the app. You could check it out. I think so it's really the most one of the most 
you know, important in, in crypto. Because obviously, you know, looking fundamentals, it's, it's, it's quite hard to foresee. I mean, you could look on different GitHubs or different ways to look at some fundamentals. But, but for sure, you know, Bitcoin itself and, and most other underlings, technical analysis is, is what you want to look. And, and I'm sure that, you know, what, what you're teaching is exactly what it is. You know, you have to look at, you know, different moving averages or, or, or different other indicators that really enable you to yeah, build confidence in your, in your strategies and, and get in when you should get in and, and get out. When it's, it's, well, that's it's a big sorry. thing, man. It's about getting out. It ain't about getting yeah. in. Getting in is only half the way to profit. If you get in and you don't get out, well, what did we see through 2018? And with yeah. that, ladies and gentlemen, I will say one thing. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show, Cyrus. It is indeed. Where can cool. people find out more information about you and what you're doing? So, I mean, you could go on SwissBorg.com. It's the best way. You could say well find us in. You could go on SwissBorg.com, uh, Swiss and Borg.com, and you could check us out on Android or on, on iOS, uh, where our community app is available. And uh, if not on Twitter, obviously. Excellent. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you. And Swiss Borg is W, sorry, S W I S B O R G. That is how you spell Swiss Borg. No, it's not a video game. No, you do not need to beat some beast before you get to trading. Yes, he's very good looking. And if you're on the podcast, I'm sorry, you can't see this. But it's been an absolute pleasure, Cyrus, having you on the show. Uh, Cyrus Faisal, CEO of Swiss Borg. Thank you so much for your time. And I'd love to continue the journey going forward. Thanks so much. Thank you very much. Ladies and gentlemen, have a fantastic day. Good speaking. Bye for now. The Trader Cobb Crypto Podcast is hosted by Craig Cobb. All Trader Cobb courses, products, and tools can be found at tradercobb.com because experience matters.